Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about how the path from A to B is rarely a straight line. As humans, we like things to be nice and neat and orderly. Linear relationships are simple to calculate. They're simple to understand. We're conditioned to think linearly. We've been conditioned to forecast the future based on extending a straight line from the past into the future. Most investment graphs imply such an exercise, even with the usual disclaimer of past performance is not an indicator of future performance. So here we are in July of 2020. We've been living with the global pandemic for several months now. For some, the pandemic is three months old. For me, I've been tracking this since the end of January, and I consider it to be five months old, but that doesn't really matter. We're about a month into the so-called economic recovery. Governments the world over have been bumping money into the economy to prevent economic collapse. But we've got conflicting data. The biggest factor affecting the economy is related to confidence. Some restaurants are open, but my wife and I observed on the weekend that the outdoor patios had done a good job of spacing the tables far apart, the open-air environment reducing the risk of transmission. We asked ourselves even if we wanted to go sit in a restaurant, even with appropriate spacing, would we do it or would we rather have takeout? We concluded that for our family, we would rather do takeout than expose ourselves even to a small risk of eating in the outdoors. The warm weather brought people out into the parks. The parking lots were full and the police were liberally handing out parking tickets to the cars that couldn't find a legal place to park. The beaches were full. The restaurants were busy. But then in California, the beaches were closed this weekend. The number of infections with COVID-19 keeps rising in Arizona, Texas, Florida, Louisiana, and numerous other hotspots in the country. The opening of the economy in several states has taken a step backwards as the U.S. is experiencing record numbers of new cases every day. Texas and Florida rolled back their reopening plan. New York City delayed the reopening of indoor dining. Several locations in Arizona also rolled back their reopening plans. And New Jersey is resuming summer camps and in-person graduation ceremonies. It's all over the map. In my hometown, the school board is going to be reducing density in the classrooms having students attend classes physically two days a week. The impact on parents who can't work from home is going to be significant. There will not be adequate childcare, which will limit the number of people who are able to return to work. As a minimum, some parents need to stagger their workday so that one parent's home to care for the children. Those single parents who don't have the support of a partner will really struggle balancing work and raising a family. Europe is starting to open up travel to citizens from 13 countries outside the European Union. The U.S. is not on that list. The U.S. economy recovered 4.8 million jobs in June and the unemployment rate fell from 14.7% in April to 13.3% in May and 11.1% at the end of June. 40% of these gains in employment were in the leisure and hospitality sector, which includes restaurants and hotels, and most of that went into restaurants. The stock market's up again sharply in early trading this week on hopes the recovery is taking hold. The market was up 1.1% in early trading on Monday morning. All of these mixed signals are occurring at the same time. Federal Reserve gave guidance that they won't be raising interest rates until 2022, yet the yield for the 10-year Treasury note increased at the beginning of this week. There's data suggesting that visible minorities have been particularly hard hit by the economic downturn. This is adding fuel to the race-related protests that have gripped the U.S. and now expanded to include many centers in Europe and Canada. There's no foreclosures or evictions happening, but that's because they've been banned. We've got 80,000 eviction cases backlogged in the Landlord-Tenant Tribunal just in my home province. 
We've got 8% of mortgage loans in the U.S. currently in some form of distress. They're either in forbearance or default. We have some hospitals empty, waiting for the onslaught of cases that never materialized, and we have other hospitals in California at capacity. The U.S. has recorded 360,000 new coronavirus cases in the past week. That's an average of over 51,000 cases a day. And so far in the past three months, the country's recorded over 133,000 deaths. That's a terrible statistic. This is going to be a slow and messy process, and it's going to be difficult to figure out what the trends are simply by looking at the data. There's simply too much conflicting information. When this started in February, I predicted that the deep economic impact would be at least 18 months in duration. And from where I sit today, I reaffirm that prediction. It could be longer. I could be wrong. So as you're planning your balance of 2020 and into 2021, you want to make sure that your plans assume a longer, more protracted period of economic uncertainty. That means maximizing cash reserves and minimizing out-of-pocket expenses. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.